Hello, friends, and welcome to In the Moment with Helping His Hands, a podcast for you, the listener, to not only learn more about what we've got going on, but also to maybe find out some other things that you did not know with our guests and different things that are going on uh, right where we're at. We're just glad that you tuned in to listen. Uh, We've got Isaac on hand once again. He's running all the editing and all the software and everything for us, so if it messes up, we blame him, and we're glad he's here. Hey, we are honored today to have with us a special guest, and I'm not going to say much about who he is, because I'll let him do a little yapping here in a few minutes, but uh, we've got Bill in the house with us, and we we met Bill quite a few years ago, and he's become, um, well, trying to think how I can say this, Bill. I consider you family. You're 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 here. And <laughs> now listen, those listeners of you out there, Bill may not consider us family. <laughs> we do. What a mess. Anyway, Bill, we're glad you're with us. Thanks. I'm glad to be here uh, as well. All right. Um, so those who are listening don't have a clue who Bill is. So give us the Cliff Note version. Don't talk about what you do right now because I want to talk about that in a little okay. bit. Give us the Cliff Note version of who of who you are. I'm a brother of you in Christ. There you go. I am um a music lover, uh, a transplant to this lovely location. I've been here about 11 years. My wife is a, a lifelong resident of Incense and grew up in the Catholic Church and went to Catholic schools. And so, yeah, I love this little community and I love helping out around here. Cool. So, where was you from before this? Where, where you grew up in? I was born and raised in Nebraska. Yes. Uh, lived there the first 40 years of my life, left there, went to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, lived there for five years, left there, went to Columbus, Ohio for 10 years, and now back here. I love it. I love it. And one of the cool things um, uh, that happened, well, I mean, I shouldn't say it that, that way. I guess I better say this before I say that. <laughs> I'm not saying what happened was cool, but the situation was cool. Let me say it this way. Uh, we responded to um, a flood disaster out uh, in Nebraska and did not know at the time, uh, if I remember right, you walked in to our office, uh, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, so help me here. You walked in the office, and I don't know if you asked if I was here or what it was, but I was out there, and they told you what I was doing, and your response was? Yeah, uh, I walked in and asked... uh what was going on because I saw a lot of a flurry of activity and they basically said that uh, Scott was outside loaning a truck to go to Plattsmouth, Nebraska. Well, that is my hometown. And uh, I was just elated to hear because I knew I had talked to quite a few people back home and they were struggling. They yeah. had a mess on their hands yeah. and still to this day have a mm-hmm. mess on their hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you guys being able to go out there, um, uh, I'm great friends with the president of largest bank in Plattsmouth. So I called him and said, hey, these guys are coming. Hmm. And uh, you tell everybody that needs help to go see them and they'll help them out. Cool. And that's exactly what happened. You guys came in and did what you needed to do and helped everybody out. And We took a lot of supplies out there. That was a long haul <laughs> yeah. of supplies. That's a good 650 mile drive. Yes, one way. One way, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's not round trip, that's one way. A lot of, a lot of hills and valleys oh you go goodness. through there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, and for those of you who are listening, if you didn't know, so, and let's see if I can remember this. So, um, a lot of snow, ground, everything's frozen, a lot of snow, a lot of ice, and then uh, came a huge rain of warm, it was a warm rain, and it was warm enough to melt the snow, 
wasn't warm enough to thaw the ground, and next thing you know, flood. Epic flood. Yeah, uh, crazy. It, nine inches of rain in like three and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. was was incredible. Yeah. The, the ice heaves that came up out of the rivers damaged bridges. Oh, my took, goodness, Took yes. down bridges. Well, and, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't one but two train trestles correct. that were taken because of that. And, and then... That shut the train down, you know, for quite some time. Yeah, so. that's one was Union Pacific and one was Burlington Northern. So the two railroads were both two largest railroads in the yeah. country were both crippled by that because there's a lot of stuff that runs crazy. through there. Crazy, yeah, uh, a lot of animals that that died yeah. because of not being able to get to them. Um, I remember going by. Um, uh, it wasn't really a camp. Well, there may have been a campground connected to it. But there was an area where they um, people could store their campers, kind of one of those kind of like yep, that. Yeah, I know where you're at. And they were all laying over some some. Uh, it was odd because it had been soot, I guess. There was some we saw that I mean were laid over, and and the mud that was up, which you wouldn't. I mean, in my mind, because the ground was frozen, you wouldn't think all that but I guess because of everything from the rivers and stuff like that it was just crazy yeah the, uh, the where that place is used to be an old uh, sand pit and then they turned it into a recreational place called Merritt's Beach and then now they're storing campers there and uh, I was just in Nebraska last week and happened to drive by there and see all of that so I know exactly yeah, and they rebuilt it all but that well, cool that cool. river was nasty. yeah it's just crazy and and different ones we talked to and stuff you know there's been flooding before there's been things before Oh my goodness! This is just you know, and what's really crazy, just again for the, for the, for those who are listening, so we had a group from Nebraska and South Dakota that was working with us, Hurricane Florence in North Carolina, and they came out and worked uh, on the other end of it. They were helping us put houses back together, and so what happened was we said to them, "Well, we'd love to come out sometime <laughs> and visit and share." with your church and ministry what we're doing and so here's what's crazy those dates were already set before this ever happened that's what that's so that's what's so mind-boggling because uh, again for those who you know i think it takes more faith to be an atheist than it does to be a christian because you look at this it's like oh my goodness god set this all up before we ever knew because i'll never forget i was pumping diesel into my truck in north carolina when one of the guys called and said scott have you heard what's going on out here? And I, no. He goes, well, the media is not. The media is not even, not even, um, um, you know, saying anything about this. And so we, we heard about it before really, it was even put out. And we were already getting our ducks in a row because I, I call a friend of mine. He goes, why are you going out there? Yeah. Nothing's going on. Crazy. I go, well, guess what? The media is not telling anything. And then within, I think, a few hours, he calls me back and goes. Weather Channel just reporting something. Mm -hmm. It was just really crazy, and so um, that was just that was the cool part of it that we were already scheduled to go out there. So we were able to help those those groups that came to North Carolina. We were able to help them do stuff. It was just it was just it was a, a very unique situation, you know, that that happened and everything and stuff. And it was really cool that uh, you guys went out there because the. They definitely needed some help, and, and you're right that the media didn't talk much about it until 
uh, it became as epic as it did. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes God's got a sense of humor that uh, he throws things at you and says, you know, you, you probably ought to go out there. And uh, by the way, while you're out there, can yeah. you help clean up this? Yeah. It's this just crazy, you know. Historical flood. But it's one of those moments, though, Bill, in my mind, I hope I never forget, because, again, God setting things up mm-hmm. and setting things in motion um, before whatever. Because what's crazy is Mariah went out with me, so we both were out there mm-hmm. uh, and working with those guys and stuff. We were looking at airfare, and that particular mo- that particular time frame was cheaper than other. That's the reason we picked that right. moment to come out. And <laughs> again. You know what I mean? We could have picked any weekend. We could have picked any week. We could have, I mean, all that kind of stuff. And um, it was just neat. It was neat being a part of, of it in that unique capacity. Um, uh, and, 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 and for those who are listening, I, I go back to uh, what I've said for a long time because people ask me, so do you sit around watching weather all the time? I do not. A lot of times things are going on. People are calling us to let us know. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those moments. If... If um, if that young man had never called, and this is just a, this was just a college kid, mm-hmm. wasn't an adult, you know what I mean? Wasn't right. like, it wasn't like someone in leadership uh, capacity in the church or the or the campus ministry out there or anything. It wasn't like, you know, it was someone like this is a kid who came helped and away you go picked, picked the phone yeah. up, yeah. you know. And I'm so glad that he did because, I mean, he, I mean, really. He he is the reason why. I mean, God ultimately, but right. He's the reason why we went to hell. It's because yeah. it, it, you know, and and um, it amazes me because um, <laughs> even when we were out there, you know what I'm saying. I never heard any of the the adults say, "Oh, we should have called you." But I did hear. Boy, we were really glad. So yeah, really glad you're here. You know, kind yeah. of thing. So it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. So. So anyway, for those listeners out there, that that's one of the neat neat things that's happened in connection with Bill and, and that kind of stuff. So um, I, I know you have to be careful probably on what you on what you say n- next. My wife tells me that all that, the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. What a mess. Um, but um, uh, we've got a really neat, and I'm going to call it this. I, we've got a really neat partnership with Bill and what he and what he does, and so. I don't want to say too much because I want you to kind of share what, because you know what you can, because, you know, I don't want, um, I don't want to infringe on privacy. Does that make sense? Yep, gotcha. So, so Bill, if you could kind of tell our listeners, so what, what do you do or, 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 or however you want to put that. How about that? Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, my job is, uh, I'm the shape director and, and it's not about the shape I'm in, it's not about physical, it's, it's more about students having an alternative positive experience. Um, so it's, it's one that, it's a program that runs throughout the school year and children that get in trouble in school, in middle school and high school for whatever reason and they're suspended from school, they will be sent to uh, court and they will go to court and be sentenced to the shape program anywhere from one to five days and uh, during that time frame, kids get to spend a little time with me, um, get to experience food from the jail, which is always fun for them because <laughs> they hate it, you know. And, but then uh, I get to teach them a little bit of life, uh, 
things, and then I bring them out here to do uh, Helping His Hands to do some community service. And, you know, they think they're out here working, and they have no idea that we're really working on them, not with them. Yeah. And, and we want to help them uh, see their other ways. I mean, kids make mistakes all the time. It's, yes. no, it's no big deal. Most of the stuff these kids do is no big deal. But when it happens, it's a big deal to them for, uh, for uh, them to be coming back and forth and back and forth uh, and spending time with me. It keeps that, like these kids, many of them are from single parents. Uh, many of them are fostered. And so uh, their parents are at work. Mm. So if they're kicked out of school and out of school during the day, they're going to be out running the streets. This, this yeah. stops that. Yeah. It gives them some... some Structure yeah. gives them some things. Many of the kids say, "Can I just stay here the rest of the year?" Because they work so well, you know, just by themselves. So, <laughs> yeah. so can I share? Uh, I, and, I, and I can't remember the, the young man's name. That's probably a good thing. Um, one of my fondest memories of this last year. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> but, really cool. I'm gone. I, I forget where I'm. Who knows where? I'm, what disaster? What, what whatever's going on? Uh, I get back and and Bill comes in and says Scott can can we talk about uh, a couple things and and uh, he goes hey he says do you ever set up volunteer opportunities on the weekend and I said well we try to stay away from that unless we've got a big group coming in and I said you know what are you what are you thinking and then he starts to tell me about a young man who got in trouble who came out here and if I remember right let's see if I can remember this he's he's real smart. Mm-hmm. And he's actually so because he's real smart, he gets bored in class, and that's when he gets in trouble. Correct. And so he comes out here with Bill, and and he's helping us do stuff and food give out, and mm-hmm. and I think, um, I think maybe he asks someone, well, what are they doing with each vehicle? And someone says, well, they're praying with the the people, and he goes, well, I can do that, and then yep. he he starts going and praying with with the families at each car, and he's supposed to leave at two o'clock. But he calls his mom to see if he can stay till four o'clock, and so he stays for the entire food give out, and then he goes home, and and he fall he's so worried right, he falls asleep he doesn't get his schoolwork done, and so they call the school calls the next day, telling about all this, and, and wanting to know why he was so bore out. And yes. So I explained to them, and they were like, oh. Well, okay, yes. we'll give him another day to get it done. I yes. said, thanks, you guys, because he worked his tail off. But then the concern <laughs> was he may get in trouble on purpose so he can come out here because he had such a great time. So you were hoping we could do like a Saturday thing mm-hmm. as an initiative to him to say, hey, you be good, and you can come out and do that kind of thing. And so that's just, you know, um, that's crazy. It is. Say, he crazy. never got in trouble again. Isn't that something? They, they, yeah, and see, so, that's what's so cool about this program is that sometimes, especially in the middle school age kids, the teachers, you know, they get the feedback from us. And so they take off and say, okay, we do need to change what we're doing with this young man because he is so smart and he's so yeah. far ahead. We need to yeah. figure out something to keep his mind busy. So they did, yeah. and I never saw him again. Yeah, so. Now, see, I never had that trouble. I know you're shocked by that. I never <laughs> had that trouble. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> why, is, why is Isaac laughing so much? It's not funny, Isaac. Stop laughing. I'm, I'm offended. What a mess. What a mess. So that's just a little snippet uh, for those of you who are listening. That's just a cool, a cool moment. And, you know, I think sometimes we forget kids... I don't know if I want to say more now than than ever, 
but I do think because of culture and things like that, we've got, we've got kids that are just starving for attention. And it doesn't matter if it's positive or negative. They just, they just want it. And the sad thing about that is it seems like the pendulum swings so far to the left of of doing bad stuff to get the attention you know, kind of thing. And I hate that. But, you know, I, I mean, I can think about all the kids that have come through the doors over the last few years. And and they work hard. They want to help. And it's, and it gets to that point where it's like, you know, man, we hope you come back. But, but we'll say, don't come back because you got in trouble. Come back and help anyway, you know, regardless of that kind of thing. And there's been some, some kids who have popped in to, to help. Um, you know, we've had some who, who um, um, like community service, had to do several hours, and, and they come in, and they finish it, and then they ask, can I still come back? I mean, that's, to me, that's huge. Cause, that's cool. You know, yeah, That's really cool. Is. And we're, we're putting together the summer program. All the kids in uh, Knox County that are on probation that need to get some uh, community service hours in. We'll start uh, the 14th of June, hmm. and we'll give them a chance to uh, come here for three or four hours a day for a couple, three weeks to cool. get their hours done. So that that takes the burden off of them, you know, because yes. I, I know they worry about it, and they yes. get real worried about it because they're not going to get off probation if they yeah. don't do those hours. Exactly. So, and exactly. we can help them out, bring them here, and give them a little loving. Yes. You know, like you and I always say, I'd rather put my arm around their neck and uh, hug them than, than give them a swift kick in the behind, you know? And that's just yes. the way they get too much of that at home and at school. Exactly. They can, exactly. They can get the hugs from us and, and see what we can do to help them. For sure. And I think that's one of those unique things. And, and for those of you who are listening, regardless of where you're at, um, there may be a program like this in your community. And, and if there's not, you might ask, why isn't there? You know, because, again, what a golden opportunity to be able to love on some kids and, and encourage them, challenge them, listen to them. I mean, that's, you know, there's been, um, again, some really unique conversations over the years of, of, of that. And so we're just glad that we've got this partnership. We're glad that, that things worked out to where God connected these dots. And, uh, I mean, I, it just it's funny that we're talking about this now because, um, I was talking to one of our other board members. It's been a, it's been a little a little while ago. And we were talking about different things, and and um, and I made the comment to him. I said I can't. I really can't imagine not having this. Exactly. You know what I mean? This connection here with kids coming in like this because again, it's just a, a really cool opportunity. And um, um, well, and you you guys do it right. Sometimes I don't think you pat yourself on the back enough. You guys do it right. When I bring kids in here, you don't know their story. You don't know anything about what's happened with them. And you don't ask. Mm-hmm. You, you treat them the way they're supposed to be treated, with respect and dignity. And, and all of these kids love coming here, number one. And number two, several of them have said to me, why don't we do this in school? Why don't we mm-hmm. once a month take a whole class and do community service? And I'm like, Wouldn't that be let us look into something like that. That That'd might be, be a cool. lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. And, and, you know, um, also just to give you another another connection here, um, the young man, I won't say his name, but the young man that did the serial drive for you. Oh, my goodness. All came around because That's of crazy. our connection. I didn't realize that. All That's because crazy. of our connection. Because his dad is uh, one of the administrators at one of the schools I work with, and he asked me, um, you know, what would be a good place to do a community service project. Wow. I said, well, helping his hands is always looking for stuff. And so I called and asked what yeah. you were looking for. You said cereal and 
what was it, 500 and oh some odd goodness, boxes yes. of cereal? Yes, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. That's cool. <laughs> so, I, you know, that's another connection that yes. just come out of nowhere. And, and you know, the funny thing about all that was they were laughing. They were talking about as they were unloading all that stuff and putting everything up. They're going, this is not generic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is brand. Yeah, know. this is Lucky Charms. Exactly, Real Lucky Charms. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's just funny because um, again, it's just it's it's very unique on how God um, how God sets things up and puts the right people at the right place at the right time for you know for 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 the right reason and and. Uh, again, it'd be easy to say what a coincidence, what a oh, that was an accident, or that was just that just no coincidences don't happen. No, no, <laughs> they just don't happen. No, no, <laughs> and 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 God just has a way of uh, setting that stuff up um, for us to be a part of that, and I think that's a neat thing um, because it's interesting. I think that and I say this all the time: God could have gotten anybody to do this. But for some reason, he chose us. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad he did. Yeah. Because, you know, it, there there are those times where um, <laughs> you got to step back and maybe pitch yourself and go, sure, I'm not dreaming this, you know, kind of thing. And, well, i got to tell you this. Um, I don't know if you re- Do you remember, Shelly? Have you officially met my wife, Shelly? Yes. Okay. Yes. So... Back during the little concert thing. Okay. I'd met her before, but, didn't, but hadn't connected the dots. There you go. So she's the one, when I first moved here and was looking for a place to work, She's the one that told me, you need to go meet Scott Shipman. Oh, my. And because you two are two peas in a pod, and you guys would get along just fine. And it was, what, I was probably here five years before I finally met you. Well, and now... It's all in timing. She always thinks she's right, and I think maybe she is. <laughs> did I just say that live on radio? You oh, did, my goodness. Unless you can pay Isaac to edit that out. I don't know. What a mess. <laughs> That's cool, though. I mean, that just yeah. is. Because, and see, and, and again... We'll just, we'll just, since you, you said that, I'll, I'll say this. It's all in God's timing. Who's to say that if it had happened before, you know what I mean? We Good may point. not have been ready. I mean, it's just, you know, I, I love when, when, when God crosses our paths with people and, and you know, in the back of your mind, it wasn't an accident and, and maybe, Something's not going to happen now, but it's one of those things. It's almost like you got kind of one of those, like a sense of going right down the road. Something's going to happen here, you know. And and I'm just glad it did. I'm yeah. just glad it did. Uh, those those I know it was you, God moments are. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you got to recognize those. Yes. Sometimes you don't think about that. And, yes. Um. You. Yeah. I know that was you, God. Thanks. Yes. I appreciate it. Well, and, and 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 it's fun, at least for me, it is. Um, to stop and then start looking back and going, okay, let's connect some dots here and see how God did all of this and how far back it goes. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, there's just, oh my goodness. And we don't have the time, but just story after story after story of, of, of things like that, of God of God doing that. You know, looking back and going, oh my goodness. You know, it's that whole hindsight's 2020. And, and for the last probably five years, um, I've caught myself praying in those times and going, God, would you, would you give me? front sight you know mm-hmm. would you would you let me let me see it in that moment of going okay god's gonna do something here and he's mm-hmm. going you know what i mean kind of thing and it's fun the other way too to look back and go oh, wow look what he did but but in those moments of recognizing god's doing something right now he yeah. is doing something right now even though we may not know 
how far or, or what the extent of all of it is, but he is. And and if you think about it, and I believe this beyond a shadow of a doubt, that God doesn't waste a day. So if he doesn't waste a day, that means that means he wants us to live this day intentionally, to be looking for those moments and, and opportunities to, to be an encouragement, to love on people, to pray for people, to speak words of life in to to somebody, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if that was you and me, uh, Bill, talking a while back. Uh, the only reason this is in my mind is I shared this Sunday. I was preaching uh, down in Fort Branch at the Vertical Church, and um, I shared a little bit about this. And this is just this is just me, but I think there's a difference between self-centered and self-focused people. I think self-centered people wake up in the morning and believe the whole world revolves around them. But I believe a self-focused person is someone who wakes up and says, I've got 20 things to get done today. And they're focusing so much on trying to get that done that they miss a lot of what's going around them on. You know what I'm saying? I do. I know and, exactly what and, you and, um, and I think those are the ones, you know, those people are the, are the ones that, that um, if they stop for a moment, you know what I'm saying? I, I go, do. Okay, God. I do. Let me see some things here. There's nothing wrong with knowing that we got 20 things to do. Right. But I think so often we get so focused on that stuff. And and for young people, that's not. I'm not saying shun your home, your homework, and your schoolwork, and everything. <laughs> I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, in the moment of walking through the day with everything you, that you believe that you need to get done today. Well. Look for those moments. Always look for those moments. And yes. you know, one of the things John Maxwell always says is stop making a to-do list and make a don't-do list. There you go. There because you go. if you stay, you can't stay focused if you have all of these different yes. projects going on, make a list of the things not to do. Don't procrastinate. Yes. Don't yes. lie. Don't cheat on yourself. Yeah. Don't cheat on your family. Don't cheat on your job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, make sure that your mind is focused in that manner. And, yeah. and then, yeah. you know, That's good let stuff. it go. That's and good then, stuff. Um, uh, as you were talking earlier, we were talking, you said something about the foresight. And I saw a great quote from the Bible yesterday that said, uh, uh, don't pray uh, for God to listen to you. Pray until you listen to God. Oh, I love it. And I, I just thought, it. wow, that is, that is so true. Because sometimes it. we ask way too much and we don't need as much as we, what we ask for. And we need to take what is given to yeah. us and cherish it. That's funny. That's funny you say that. Now, see, oh, Bill, you got my mind going now. We're going, what the, I was start, start preaching. I'd pass the offering plate. That's funny you say that because if you remember last year, uh, you know, all year we prayed God meet our needs for today, not our wants. Mm-hmm. You know, if we truly believe God knows what's best, then yeah, let's just let, let, let let's God let's. Let's let God be God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. And, Quit and stepping in the way, some of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you or not. This has probably been about two or three years ago. Um, I was up early reading and praying, just sitting at my dining room table. Trina door, you know, she has to be at work early in the morning, so she's usually out the door by uh, quarter after four in the morning. So house pretty quiet, you know. And so I was up, and and the thought in my mind, it was, just, it was one of these things I had all this stuff. I was looking at a list of things I that I needed to get done for the week, you know, kind of thing. It wasn't today, but for the week. I was looking through there, and, and I caught myself saying, Lord, help me not outrun you today. Mm-hmm. And then the more I thought about it, I started praying, Lord, help me not to outrun you today. Help me not lag behind, but give me the strength to walk beside you and see people the way you do. 
and and I've caught myself praying that so much in the last few years, because because I don't want to outrun God. I don't want to run so far ahead that I'm missing what God's doing. I don't right. want to I don't want to be lagging behind and missing. Because I love when people go, well, I don't ever see God. God's always doing something in so and so's life. I don't ever see God. Well, maybe you're too busy. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe you've not invited God to come in and 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 do do something, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, running ahead or lagging behind, I think it does. I think it takes strength to walk beside God. I think it because does. Because sometimes, well. especially if we if we want to see people the way He sees them, we need strength to be able to see that because we may see things that we don't want to see, or we may see things that just rip us apart because we're breaking. Our heart's breaking for the people that we're trying to help. Exactly. You know, you know um, one of the things I love to do with the kids in our program, just to give you an example, um, I'll take them to a restaurant mm. and see how their manners are when they order and mm. see how they treat other people. Yeah. And I go to a restaurant here in town often, and as I do that, uh, there's normally a homeless person or two in there getting a free meal. So... I will always speak to those folks and make sure that they uh, that they're okay. First of all, I ask them if they're safe, if yeah. they're healthy, yeah. you know, if they need to see a doctor, any of that stuff, and if they need more food, where they can get it, and how to yeah. go about it. But <clears throat> it's amazing to me how some of the kids will look at them with disdain, mm. and then others will look at them like, "Yeah, I've been there," mm. you know. And, been there and um, done that. So. Yeah them getting the experience to to deal with everybody and and like you said walk beside God instead of uh, trying to run ahead of him or yeah. run behind him yeah. and look at everybody yeah. in the same manner yeah so yeah I love doing that because yeah. the kids get they get a lot out oh of my goodness it. yes yeah. you know it's interesting I love quotes I don't know if you knew that or not I just love quotes I mean I over the years people have written them down and given the things that they've they've read or mm-hmm. heard you know and things like that and and we could make and several hours of podcasts just on quotes, but but a quote that that I've used over the years when I was doing campus ministry, um, because I was doing campus ministry on a secular campus, wasn't a Bible college, right? You know, was was a quote from Abraham Lincoln, and Abraham Lincoln said, "The philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government the next." And and the reason I bring it up is because. Uh, and I'm not trying to butter your bread, Bill. But but what I see, a part of what you're doing with these young people, you're 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 helping um, direct and guide, and planting seeds in the minds and hearts of those young people, you know, that are going to be future leaders. You know, certainly trying to do that. Oh my goodness, you know. Yeah. And and I think sometimes, you know, the old the old saying years ago, you know, was kids were seen and not heard. And, and my thing has always been, if we don't hear them, how are we ever going to expect them to do anything down the road? Because we've never given them the opportunity to be a part. Correct. you got to listen. Oh, my goodness, yes. You know, and, you, and the only way Out to listen mouth is of shut babes. up. <laughs> yeah, you know, true. Sometimes true. There, there are things, you know, that, that, that are said that's like, yeah, never thought of that. Yeah, and there, there are some of the kids that will come in that are really, really quiet. So I'll go get our dog and bring it in. Uh, to their classroom and let her just kind of play around with the kids. And the next yeah. thing you know, these kids are telling, telling stories like, yeah. you know, yeah. so. I love it. And, and, and once they get started, that you know, they, they tell the truth. And, yes. You know, dad's in jail and, yeah. you know, mom's using drugs. And, 
and so I'm living here with these folks and there are nine kids and you know all of those stories but here's what I do know is that given a chance every one of these children every single one of them if they're given a chance yeah they're gonna they're gonna do great things yes exactly and exactly. they just have to have a chance yes you know it's interesting you say that and and time again it always happens in here time becomes <laughs> the enemy uh, we were talking yesterday about um, running track things mm-hmm. like that you know and and I can't remember what year it was but but it's been years and years ago um, it was a snippet of, of an interview that was in an article I was reading. And at that time, the fastest person in the world was in Africa that particular year. Mm-hmm. And in the interview of, of this per- person, they asked, how, how is it you are so fast? How can you be so fast? And his response was, no one ever said I couldn't. Awesome. Awesome. And I love that because I think so often, you know, we... And again, you gotta be careful. There's a fine line there with young people, because they need structure and they need guidance. Right. They need, but how often does, do, do kids always hear the negative and the don'ts and all That's that? Right. Where instead of the, I mean, think about this: when we were kids, yeah, no one laughed at you if you said, "I want to be the president one day." No, nope. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be. You know what I'm saying? Correct. And nowadays, now it's yeah. like you know, kids. That kid's nuts. You know, whatever. I mean. You know, and um, so I say that to say to say this as we get ready to wrap up is, is I love that you're in the in the in the position that you're in, Bill, because it shows how you love those kids and you care about them. And um, I appreciate the opportunity to run with you. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I'll walk so. with God and you anytime, my there friend. I appreciate it. Um, I do want to tell you one thing real quick, and I don't care if this is left on here or not. <laughs> But um, one of the things I tell the kids is uh, Roger Bannister, the story of Roger Bannister, first man to break the four-minute mile, Hmm. okay? Isaac's shaking his head. Isaac's a track runner. He knows this. Okay, so all of these years, everybody said it was physically impossible for you to run a four-minute mile. Your lungs, your body would not allow it to happen. (laughs) Yeah, your heart will explode, things exactly like that. So he runs a sub-four-minute mile. Eight people do it the next week. You know why? Because they thought they could. Yeah. They, weren't, they weren't being told they couldn't. That's right. That's and right. So it all comes back to things yes. like that. You tell people enough that they can't do it, why would they even try to That's do right. it? That's you right. You tell them they can, they'll do anything. Well, you know, you know what's interesting. Well, oh my goodness. See, i I, I got to be quiet. <laughs> i got to be well, quiet. Well, thank you for letting me do I this. i got to be quiet. I've, I've enjoyed we'll it We'll do it again, Bill. I love, awesome. I love that it worked out for you to, to be a part of this. Yeah, I me too. Thank that. you. For those of you who are listening, we, again, thank you for tuning in. And uh, if you'd like to find out more ways on how you can be a part of what we do with Helping His Hands Disaster Response, you may want to uh, be a volunteer. We'd love for you to volunteer with us. Check out our website, helpinghishands.com. And if you would like more information on volunteering, you are more than welcome to call our office, 812-494-2888. Ask for Mariah. She would love to talk to you about how you can get plugged in as a volunteer, both local as well as across the country with what we do in disaster. Hey, if you're on social media, check us out. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Hey, thanks again for for, uh, joining us on this this, uh, podcast, and we look forward to uh, you tuning in uh, next time with us. So as we sign off, as always... 
Go be Jesus to somebody today. We'll see you.